we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and T. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. I congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So I to be in the presence Thank of you. radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's a big deal. big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. I'll drill y'all. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 y
Hey, good morning, DJ MB. <laughs> Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> Let me see if I can fix that for you also. Yes, it's Wednesday hump day. Man, shut up. You sound stupid. Listen, I let me tell you something. Uh, fix me, Red. This is no way for a person to live. We still wearing hoodies, and it's about to be May. I spent all last week in Florida, last week when I was in Orlando. I was having short pants on and T-shirts every day, getting up to go broadcast from 145 to be. <laughs> and now we in here with damn hoodies on. This ain't no way to live, man. Mm. Yeah, they said it's a few degrees below what it normally is in New York at this time of the year. <sighs> climate, do I sound any better, guys? Yes, you do now. Climate right. change is real. I'll tell you that much, damn it. Mm-hmm. Well, shout to uh, Trick Daddy. I flew out to uh, Miami yesterday. That's why I'm late, because my flight was delayed. When I texted Eddie and I think you, Charlemagne, I was just getting on my flight last night. I went to his cooking show. It's called uh, Bitch, I Got Them Pots. So you mean <laughs> to tell me that you was in Miami and all that warm weather and you decided to come right back? Yeah, flew down there to do his show and then flew right well, back. I didn't yeah, get back we, to... you, you got kids like I do. I get yeah, it. Yeah, got right back. They but... texted me yesterday asking me when I'm going to do it, because I told Trick Daddy I want him to do some vegan food. No, Trick could cook. He cooked yesterday. He cooked me some uh, pork chops, some grits, some eggs that he made in butter and margarine. You still eat pork? Yes, I do. And gravy. Oh, my goodness. When I say that breakfast was amazing. Woo! Let me ask you a question. Trick, his show come on TV, right? Because when I was in in Orlando last week, I saw it on television. I was like, I ain't no Trick come on TV. Yeah, no, Trick comes on TV. And he comes on Fox Soul, so. And on Facebook. And Facebook, so shout to Trick Daddy. They, they, oh uh, man, they, they, they put had red carpet out for me when I got there yesterday. So appreciate your trick. Just T double D. T double D. And CO as well, Corey as well. I, I see why you ain't rushed back. You ain't rushed back because of this damn weather. You ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody. Mm-hmm. You still right. in Miami right now? No, I'm, I'm home. I, I, didn't, oh. I didn't get, I didn't get to the crib until about four thirty a.m. Oh, so you could have made 5 it. Five a.m. No, I would have had to come shower <laughs> in the meeting time. So I just turned. Oh, now you shower crib. before work? Okay. You don't, do watch, you don't watch before work, ye? No, Envy doesn't normally. Yes, oh, I do. What are you talking about? Say, damn. I, you, yes, I, can't, crazy. I can't wake up in the morning without taking a shower. I can't go to bed without taking a shower, and I can't wake up without taking a shower. Mm-hmm. You got to wash your ass. Well, Charlotte, man, you know. Do I take a shower or not? Um, I don't know. I, I, you, you tried to take one with me before because you think you Burton, you think I'm Ernie, but you know, no rubber ducky over here. All right? Let's get the show cracking. Now, uh, this morning, Sean and Paul will be joining us. Sean Paul. Yeah, Sean Paul. He's on tour right now. And, um, yeah, he's going to be joining us. He's got all these sold-out shows over here in the United States. All right. And we got front-page news popping off. What are we talking about? Uh, Jamie Foxx, he has some things to say about Stephen A. Smith about his comments over Ben Simmons. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in basketball, the Heat eliminated the Hawks 97-94. Uh, the Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves. They came back. I think they were down oh, like man. double digits, 111-109. Drop on the clues bombs for John Morant. Something South Carolina's own. My God, that was he a great game. He dunked on somebody in that third quarter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but just the, even just the way he showed up in the fourth quarter. I think he dropped he like 16 in the fourth quarter. Had the game winning shot at the end. Like, that was... Fantastic. Yeah, no, he plays some ball. And then the Suns beat the Pelicans 112-97. What else we got, Yeezy? All right. Well, Jamie Foxx is coming to the defense of Ben Simmons. And that's after Stephen A. Smith criticized Ben Simmons on ESPN's first take. Here is originally what Stephen A. Smith said. I feel bad for anybody who was his teammate. He quit on LSU. 
He quit on the Philadelphia 76ers, and now he ain't showing up for the Brooklyn Nets. We can point to all the excuses, all the rationale behind it that we want to. I do recall, despite him not playing, he still filed a grievance to collect $20 million that he has not earned. This is one of the most pathetic situations that I've ever seen in my life. And at the end of the day, when the NBA gets in the collective bargaining table and they go after the players in terms of a pay-for-play stipulation in the collective bargaining agreement, it's going to be called... The Ben Simmons rule. Now, Jamie Foxx responded on social media. That is completely unfair. Ben Simmons has a family. This man's ha- this man has people that love him, and this man just plays basketball. But to be dragged through the mud like this is unfair. And why is it, Stephen A. Smith, you only go at basketball players? You completely mute when it comes to the Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers of the world. You get where I'm going. Stop it, bruh. It's out of bounds. And then Stephen A. Smith responded to Jamie Foxx's response to him, and here's what he said. He and I speak quite often about sports. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to know he and I were on the phone last night because he called me. But damn it, just like I tell Jamie Foxx on the phone, he's wrong. Or I tell him to his face that he's wrong. I'm going to tell him on national television. He's wrong. I would caution everybody to understand Jamie Foxx has no credibility when it comes to sports. You do know why, right? I know. He's a Cowboys Because he's a Cowboys fan. He has no credibility. All Cowboy fans, as far as I'm concerned, have no credibility. Zero. Jamie Foxx knows better. He's just highly protective of the black athlete as he should be because they deserve our protection, to be quite honest with you, in a lot of situations. That's what this is about. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I saw that on Monday. Um, I mean, Stephen A. Smith is talking about basketball and the business of basketball, so he's not he's not wrong. And I understand what Jamie Foxx is saying, too, but when you're an athlete and a public figure, you're not above that criticism. You're going to get that kind of criticism, period. So what's the problem? All right, and Dr. Fauci is saying the U.S. is moving out of the pandemic phase. Here's what he said. How close are we to the end of this pandemic? We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have 900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. If we can keep that level very low and intermittently vaccinate people, and I don't know how often that would have to be, Judy, that might be every year, that might be longer, but right now we are not in the pandemic phase in this country. Nigga, we know. As we've noticed. <laughs> we already know this, Dr. Fauci. We out here living our best yeah. lives. What are the you talking about? Going up, though. The cases are going up. But like yesterday when I was flying, and I would say 90% of the people on that plane didn't have a mask on. We say the cases are going up, but I'm sure the cases of the flu and other things are going up as well. Like, we keep acting like this is the same COVID that was out here in these streets a couple of years ago. Clearly, it's not. Right. Clearly, it's not. Clearly, it's a weaker version. We know this. Yeah. But when you see what's happening in Beijing and in Shanghai... It looks crazy over there, the way they've had to lock down. So hopefully we don't have anything, uh, another surge or anything crazy happen uh, here. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Anthony from Tampa. Hey, Good Anthony. morning, Breakfast Club. Good morning, Good morning. Peace, Anthony. Peace, peace, peace. From Tampa. 
Yes, I want to follow up on the objection to the term good for you. And, hey, buddy. The hell are you talking about? Yeah, who objected remember, to that? Remember he called and he oh, said well, he wanted to uh, he wanted to get rid of the uh, term good for you or something like that? He called a couple of weeks ago. Yes, folks. I called a couple of weeks ago. Well, the dismissive term, hey, buddy, I pushed back against that with a gentleman, and he hit me in the head. Who the hell said, uh, hey, buddy, is a dismissive term? Who told you this? Oh, that's just the way I take it. I'm sorry. Somebody hit you in the head? Yes. Well, uh, yeah, it, it, well, they gave you a heads up. Good for you. Yeah, they sure did. They gave you a heads up that they was going to do it. So, I mean, you know. Hey, buddy. Why are you on our phone this morning? Uh, yeah, have a good morning, sir. Wait, he's, he's Jesus saying Christ. something. <laughs> he clearly needs to go see a doctor. He's a little delusional this morning. He got in the head. That's right. Hello, who's Hello. this? Uh, the spooky from the, the uh, I'm sorry. Spooky, very suspicious nickname you have, sir. Spooky. Why do they call you Spooky? Uh, no reason. <laughs> they have to have a reason to call you Spooky, no, sir. Uh, nah, nah. Okay, cancer, cancer. Um, I just wanted to uh, just, just. I mean, I've, I've called her a couple times. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, okay. No, no, but uh, I really just wanted to uh. Gas on uh, the laugh, laugh. The laugh reminds me of girl, and and uh, your laugh is just so like, like when you laugh, it's so organic. You know what I mean? Like your laugh, like your laugh. What's going on this so, morning? Like, like I'm like, damn, you're like, when you laugh, I'll be laughing because I know, like, you know this. Shit. Funny. You know what I'm, you're I'm basically right. saying she has an infectious laugh. You like her laugh. Did you get knocked real, in the head this morning, too? Real life, real laugh. Thank you so much, sir. Did you get knocked in the head this morning, too, sir? Uh, Nah, man. Uh, I woke up at 4 in the morning. Um, came in, you know, me and whatnot. Um, oh, my God, man. I, I feel so nervous right now. I feel like I'm, like, taking this shit. You're doing a great job, sir. You said you feel nervous? You feel like you're taking a shit? <laughs> nah, man. That was already done for. Hello, Unc. What man. is going on? I don't know what's happening this morning. morning. Everybody <laughs> is crazy this morning. What's going on, yo? This the middle of the week nut jobs? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. It's your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This is Janita James. Peace, hey. Janita James. What's happening, Queen? I just want to say how much I love you guys so, so much. <laughs> and I especially love my fellow... Hamptonian. I did graduate from Hampton University, too. Okay. There you go. The real HU. The real HU. I just want to get off my chest that my cousin is enough recognition. She just launched into space. Her name is Dr. Jessica Watkins. Okay. And she is my, she is my first cousin, and this is her first mission into space. She's also... Wow. Oh, wow. Breaking record, she has made, she is going to be making history. She is the first African American female to stay for a long duration wow. on the International Space Station for six months. She That's is raised. Shout out to Dr. Jessica Watkins, your cousin, your first That's cousin. Great. The first from Maryland. my cousin. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I'm looking, you know, my, old for Maryland. My, my, my six year old wants to be an astronaut. Wow. Well, she's the first black woman astronaut to spend months in space. Congratulations to her. Yes, congratulations to her. Wow, six months. Thank you for calling and putting us on. Hello, who's this? Hello. Oh, hey, what's hey. up? This is Brian from Erie PA. What's up? What You're, up, bro? Why are you talking so fast, man? You in the bathroom? The oh, no, I'm, in, I'm at my work, though. I'm just in my little room right now. Okay. What's happening? So, yeah, I mean, I really don't really want to get out of my chest. I just want to just be positive and say, like, I'm just happy because I'm finally about to take my kids to Disney. So we leaving out of work. I'm leaving from work Thursday. Uh, we're going to be there for the whole weekend. You know, I'm just finally, you know, ready to go on vacation. You know, I just need a break from my job and from mm. life and everything. Just being a son and just having a good time. It's going to be my uh, my kids' first time being on the plane. You know, so wow. it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a great time. I just want to be, you know, everybody just be happy. So, well, congra- congratulations. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to need to go to City Walk. All right. Because you're going to need walk. a drink or two. Yep. All right, because it's, it's the happiest place on earth for kids, the most stressful place on earth for adults. I I, I, I went to Universal Studios last week because Disney was all booked up. But well, yeah, that's where we were supposed to go. Um, but I, we actually going for my sister's son's birthday, and they they went to Universal last year, so they chose Disney. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to go. But that's where I originally wanted to go. Oh to. no, Disney Disney's better for the kids. For you, if you, as depend, if you got small kids, Disney's much better. Because you know, where you staying? Where you staying, bro? I'm, oh, I got a. Uh, I'm being Orlando. I got an Airbnb resort. Perfect. Staying at so and we just Let going there for something. one day. Like we gonna go uh, for one whole day on Saturday. Go to Walmart, buy buy Disney, and get all the T-shirts and, and the funny little hats and all the funny little airs. It's a lot mm-hmm. cheaper. You pay like a, a dollar uh, for the airs and maybe. 
four dollars for the t-shirt if you go to disney it's gonna be triple that price so go to that oh Walmart, yeah i got you get I got what you, you need to get and then go and you can take drinks in in disney with you so you could get the, the box drinks and all that stuff the water take it with you okay. saves you a lot of money yeah because we because we're gonna do the four parks like we got the little pass tour yep. we can go to all four of them and then we're gonna do the magic kingdom at, the, at night so we can do the fireworks and everything. no you're not I'm telling you right now you ain't getting all that done in a day but <laughs> no you're gonna you're, <laughs> you, you're, you're gonna try but you ain't gonna do you gonna, your mind your intention is pure but you're <laughs> yep. not gonna get through all of them parks in no one day guarantee no way you probably get to one maybe get to the fireworks. maybe two i went to two on saturday i went to marvel uh-huh. and i went to uh harry potter and and, and, and dr seuss shoes. Don't wear no, wow. no, no stylish sneakers. Wear some comfortable sneakers. Yeah, I know. I was, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was probably just going to wear like some a jersey and some days or something just so I know that it's comfortable to walk in, you know. So Man, wear workout clothes. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I wear workout clothes. When I was there Saturday, I saw mad people in workout clothes, and I said, that's so smart. It is. Wear workout clothes, bro. Go like you're going to the gym. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, I feel you too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that then. <laughs> and then take a day off when you get back from from work. When you, when you get back from Disney, you might need a day off too. I'm just telling you that too. Yeah, well, because we was gonna come back Sunday, and I was gonna take off Monday anyway. There so you that's go. That's smart. Lord that's have smart. mercy. Yeah. Everything we telling you is real advice, and I didn't even take my own <laughs> advice this weekend because I went to Disney all day Saturday, then flew out of Orlando at like six in the morning. I ain't recovered yet. See? Oh man, yeah, that's crazy. I bet. But have fun, man. <laughs> You yeah, guys did not make it sound up. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's say. not fun for parents. Uh, Get it off your Disney chest. is the happiest place on earth for kids and the most stressful place on earth for yes, parents. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Any of them. Disney, Universal, all of them. The only fulfillment you get is the enjoyment the kids get. But that is a, it's a stressful environment. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yeah, let's talk deals, deals, deals. We'll talk about Kevin Hart's deal and Diddy's new deal as well. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, well, Kevin Hart's media company has sold $100 million stake, and that's to private equity. So he has uh, said that there's too many different entities, there's too many different platforms, there's too many different places for the world of content to die down. And he said, if anything, it's now amplified. And so this deal makes him the latest entertainment entrepreneur to tap the private equity money that's spreading across Hollywood. So congratulations to him. Dropping the clues bonds with Kevin Hart, man. Very inspiring. Absolutely. Every Partners is buying a 15% stake in Heartbeat. And they million. said that values the company at more than six hundred and fifty million dollars. Ooh, dropping wow. the food bombs with Kevin Hart. That's like that's like watching one of your classmates succeed. Like you know, we came up with Kev. That's 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 the homie right there. That's my business partner. I'm like, go black man, go. Love to see Absolutely. it. And we've seen this happen with LeBron James, with Will Smith. They've all sold stakes in their media businesses to firms looking to cash in because there's an increased demand for content. All right, now shout out to Diddy also. The Jasmine Brand exclusively reports that Diddy did a deal with Motown and he's going to release his new album under that label as well. And so we've been seeing him in Miami working on this album for quite some time. And other people on Motown, Quality Control, they have their label deal over at Motown with Migos, Lil Baby, The City Girls, all of that. So, so. is this a label deal with Bad Boy for his album or is it just a deal with Motown? Um, so it says 
that he's um, doing a deal to release his upcoming label there. I think Bad Boy Records still does exist, mm-hmm. but they don't know yet if that's going to move over to Motown or if it's going to I mean, Diddy still has an air, obviously, so he should be able to have a, a record label to release artists, you know? I would just like to know more about the deal because I'm like, why would somebody like Diddy be signing a deal at this point in the game? Because Diddy's expensive. You, you got to take what, this expensive. album out. He got his own he's, money, though. And he then get tapping to the team at the label. Yeah, he to... got a team and all that. That way he'll I'm have just, a staff. You don't think... he have a marketing budget. But he's had that for 30 years now. But yeah, but Bad Boy's been uh, distributed through Atlantic in the past. He's had other deals. Yeah, I would just like to know yeah. why, because everybody's, you know, they always like, oh, you know, deals are terrible. You shouldn't sign with a major. I just want to know why he would. Yeah. I'm sure he probably negotiated something great, sure, too. Yeah. A deal is what you negotiate. All right, and another Jasmine brand exclusive, SWV. Their new biopic has been picked up Come on by now. Lifetime. So congratulations to them. We on some risk. That's what I'm talking about. It's my era right here. All of this. Old nigga time. Let's go. Now, they've been talking about this for quite some time, that they were doing this biopic, and uh, they had a lot of hopes. At the time, when they first talked about it back in 2019, uh, Coco had said that she wanted Seven Streeter to play her in that movie so I'm mm. not sure if that's still gonna happen but she had posted a picture with like that. my girl Seven you know I love me some Seven Streeter she posted me and my baby Seven she has to play me in the SWV biopic she looks so much like me drop on the clues bombs for the S the W the U and the V Okay. All right, now DC Young Fly says that Chris Tucker told him if he plays his uh, son, then he will do another Friday movie. Here is DC Young Fly talking about it in an interview with Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. Nobody could do Smokey. I ain't supposed to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I don't. We get old. I don't care. Chris Tucker out his mouth told me literally this year. Sorry, OG. I'm sad. We're getting old. Okay, he said if I play his son. He'll be in the movie. So if this ever reach out to anybody who will get anybody, I promise you, I, his mouth, this is what he said to me. He said, if I play, he said, if you play my son, I'll be in the movie. I swear. Oh, DC Young Fly ain't no liar, okay? And also, DC Young Fly is not old. Knock it off, DC. Mm-hmm. All right, DC Young Fly will be 30 next he, week. Yeah. No, he said, we, he said we all getting older. Probably he now he's 29. Too. Probably be Chris Tucker, too. Chris Tucker's getting old. We gotta, we Chris Tucker getting old. But DC, yes. <laughs> not DC. Okay. All right. Now, another thing, Landon. Look, there's a lot of deals happening. Judge Mathis has a family reality show. And this should be pretty. I think Judge Mathis is so entertaining, by the way. Mathis Family Matters will be premiering in June on E! And here is that trailer. You know me, Judge Mathis. Who you raising your voice at? Emmy Award-winning television personality. Be quiet. And when the robe comes off, I'm just another sucker. All right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Looking like a star. For the first time in 15 years, the kids are all back in the same city. Hey, look at all Like, I'm drowning in the sense of who I was before kids. How is it okay when you have a wife and a girlfriend? Somebody at work said, you gay? What would you say? I said no. Never knew you felt that way. Come on, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I'm he say? The he said, is somebody so... at work said you're gay? What would you say? <laughs> I don't know. But... Yeah, what would you say, Charlotte? You don't say gay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Mathis Family gay. Matters follows Judge Mathis and his wife Linda as two of their adult children <laughs> back to LA. They're all trying to find their way and join the rest of the family. So when it comes to his family, his opinions and being an expert on everything sometimes falls flat as he tries to guide his children through adulthood. 
All right. And other news, Chloe Bailey has been casted in Praise This. It's an upcoming youth choir comedy film. And they're saying it's being eyed for a Pitch Perfect sort of franchise. I, I know you all have seen the Pitch Perfect movies. Uh, I've never seen them. but They're I, pretty good. That's and, with Rebel Wilson, right? Yeah, they're pretty entertaining. So Deadline has reported that uh, Chloe Bailey has signed on to star in the Tina Gordon-directed picture. And they're saying this does have potential for a franchise like that, which I think would be amazing for her. Okay, so. drop one of clues bombs for my cousin, Chloe Bailey. I think she's coming to visit us soon, too. Now, that movie's going to fall under Will Packer Productions, by the way. Okay, salute to Will Packer. Will Packer. Yeah, so that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Uh, Kevin Durant versus Charles Barkley. Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. And Sean Paul will be joining us. Yes, Sean the Paul. Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. Make the switch to the General Insurance, and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Imagine what you could do with that money, right? Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. Now, the Heat eliminated the Hawks 97-94. The Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves 111-109. Come on now. And the Suns beat the Pelicans 112-97. And when we talk NBA scores, this is an NBA Minute. It's brought to you by Hennessy, the spirit of the NBA. Now, what else? And drop on the clues bombs for something South Carolina's John Morant. He just busy. Balled out last night. Oh, Game-winning shot against the uh, Timberwolves. He dunked on them so crazy in that Nasty. third quarter. My goodness. Nasty. All right, now... Kevin Durant versus Charles Barkley. Kevin Durant did not like some comments that Charles Barkley had about him. Here is what Charles Barkley had to say on Inside the NBA. Is Kevin Durant a great, great player? He is, and he's been stifled by Boston. And I was going to go there. And, and let me tell you something. I don't want to badmouth the dude, but I'm... I, I, see, you guys always talk about that championship stuff. I try to tell y'all, all these bus riders, they don't mean nothing to me. If you ain't driving the bus, don't walk around talking about you a champion. If you riding the bus, I don't want to hear it. Well, let That's me tell you something. When you bus, when you the bus driver, and you got all that pressure, where you have to play well, are you gonna get the blame? That's a different animal. I mean, all Charles is saying is Kevin Durant hasn't proven he can lead a team yet. Like you can be the strongest Avenger, doesn't mean you're the leader. Thor is one of the strongest Avengers, but Captain America is the leader. It's really that simple. Hulk is one of the strongest Avengers, but Tony Stark is the leader. When KD was with Golden State, he was one of the strongest players, if not the strongest, but he wasn't the leader. That's Steph. That's Draymond Green. So that criticism is valid. Mm-hmm. Now, Kevin Durant also responded by posting on Instagram a picture of Charles Barkley as a member of the Houston Rockets late in his career. And I didn't understand any of that. Where would Chuck be without the big homies? Yeah, but that's when he was a rookie when he signed to the Sixers. Like, he got drafted by the Sixers. Dr. J was there. Moses Malone was there. What's Charles Barkley supposed to do? No, he posted that? a picture of Houston when he was on the Rockets. Mm-hmm. I saw that, too. He did oh. both. Oh, yeah, I didn't see another one. I said Kevin Lodge one. Here's the thing, KD. When your team is a lot of folks preseason picked to win the championship the last couple of seasons, and last year you get eliminated in the second round, this year you got eliminated in the first round, and you're supposed to be the leader, you're going to get the blame. Just like when y'all win, you get the credit. KD knows that. He's been around a long time. All right, now let's talk about a Japanese man who married a virtual character. He wants to now educate other people about fictosexuals. Okay, what? what, what is, I, I, come on now, I, I, come on now, come on now. What is this? All right, so 
He's three years into his marriage now. He married a popular virtual character, and he talked about the benefits of <laughs> having who's a the virtual popular wife. virtual character. Well, What's this is name? in Tokyo, so his name uh, is Akihoko Kondo, and he made global headlines in November of 2018. He uh, was 35 years old at the time, and he married Hatsune Miku, a virtual pop star that was developed by Krypton Future Media based on the singing synthesizer software uh, Vocaloid. So she takes on the appearance of a 16-year-old girl. She's been in video games, at virtual concerts, and even a tour with Lady Gaga. He discovered her a while ago. At the time, he was told to take a leave from work after being diagnosed with adjustment disorder. He said his co-workers were bullying him, and two of his colleagues called him gross and avoided him. He said, I stayed in my room for 24 hours a day and watched videos of Miku the whole time. Now, according to Kondo, he said Miku's songs actually helped him fall asleep. Her music eventually motivated him to go out again and return to work. And so now he spent around... $15,000 for a wedding ceremony in Tokyo. He wanted to solidify his love for this virtual celebrity. And so now he wants to spread the word about fictosexuals. And he said, while he acknowledged many people view his relationship with the fictional character as unusual and unhealthy, oh, he God. also said that his feelings for Miku have not changed. He said, when we're together, she makes me smile. In that sense, she's real. He really think he's the first person to be out here masturbating the fictional characters? Like people didn't used to masturbate to Jessica Rabbit? He said that he decided long time ago he was not interested in being with a human partner and that Miku would never betray him like a human partner potentially could. And he also noted that she would never get sick or die. He thinks he's the first person to ever it's lust over a fictional character. You don't think people would be lusting over Miss Incredible? I don't Incredible? think he thinks he's the first person, but he wants to um, yeah, educate them. people. Miss Incredible got a fat ass. You think he's the first person to ever notice something like this? Yeah, but nobody married them. So, How do you marry them? How do they say yes? How do they say I do? I'm confused. In Japan, there's been a rise in fictosexuals. <laughs> These I people do. choose to marry cartoon characters. That's how they express their love for their favorite anime. And he identifies as a fictosexual. What is this you're talking about, Angelique? <laughs> this and makes why? no sense. Why do we need this information this morning? Well, I'm just letting people know about it and educating you guys on fictosexuals. All of this stuff is fiction, if, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> you know what I was thinking, though? Because he said she would never betray him. What if somebody else creates that character and marries another Miku then you would feel like what if I just unplug your computer how about that sir yeah that's what needs to happen what if I just unplug your computer computer. if I unplug your computer what'll happen then huh what if I just hack your device Mm -hmm. our relationship's over it's over Jesus Christ man God bless all these people I mean this is the world that we live in this planet has already jumped a shock where are the UFOs huh come on alright alright well need some balance (laughs) is your front page news we have nothing better than that. Like it's just, just he's marrying a, you know what? Especially in the fictal world, especially in Tokyo, they got the metaverse and all kind of stuff. You could be out there building all types of uh, things to be in love with. All right, you want to be well, in love with a, a, a cartoon character? You could get you a little envy. I don't want that. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Nothing like the real thing. Don't want that either. <laughs> all right. Well, that is your front page news. <laughs> All right, when we come back, Sean Paul will be joining us. Yes. So we're going to kick it with Sean Paul when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Sean Paul. Sean Paul's here. Yo. Back on, on the road. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we seen you, you were uh, on Zoom on Zoom in Jamaica, and you were saying uh, you haven't really left Jamaica. You've been staying there for... Yeah, it was a two-year period, man. And uh, I was scared, and I still am kind of that way in terms of just touching on the road for the first time. 
It's the first five shows in a row we've been doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good stuff though. But you got a new album coming out. Yeah. Scorcher. Scorcher. What yeah. kind of hat is that, Sean? Oh, my <laughs> wife said it's a cereal bowl, man. She's like, what is that, bro? Because, yeah, because it looks like a military, different. but then it looks like it's a helmet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it when I when I had it like this at first. So I'm going to say, yo, cool mode D style, you know? I like it like that. So, you look suspicious, Sean Paul. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cereal bowl, bro. Okay. You still get a lot of royalties because your records play a lot. All still. the time, still. Yeah. You own all your royalties. Cause I know some yeah. artists, sometimes they sign deals where they... they oh, no, no, no. I'm on all of them still. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm pension stuff that for me. At least that's the way I look at it. Now, we were all watching the, the Grammys, and when the best yeah. reggae category came, you know, I think everybody thought it was going to be either you or Spice. Spice. Yeah. And then it was. Uh, and shout mm -hmm. out to Jesse Royal, too. Yeah, yeah right. It was, uh, uh, I guess people were talking that it was a white group called Soldier. There's somebody in there of African American heritage, bro. You know what I mean? That's unfair to that dude. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's I, I don't know the group. That's what I didn't asking. know that dude. You said that just now. That picture we just seen. Yeah, there's, a, yeah, yeah. there's a one dude standing up in there, man. <laughs> I, mean, I did not know that. Everybody like the white group. Uh -huh. But yo, I, it, funny story though. I'm standing up in the hallway and we're like looking at the, the different nominees of the thing. And I'm getting myself geared up what I'm going to say. And I heard, and the winner is... And I'm like, is he the me or Spice? And I heard Soldier. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no one anticipated that. No. So, I was like, who's Soldier? Yeah, I didn't I, even know I, who yeah. that I was. Know who I never heard of him. Are they from Virginia or something? Yeah. But you know, my, my look on it, bro, is who, who God bless them on cursing. Mm -hmm. Right? So even if they got the blessing through some crazy means, uh, that's the blessing for, for them this year. And we just got for just come harder. And I mean, it would have been nice if it's a Jamaican to me. If Jesse won, I feel like I won because I worked closely with him. He's on this album, that kind of vibes. You know what I mean? If I won, he would he would win. Um, if Spice win, me would feel like I, I I was involved in that process. Big up Etana and big up you know Grams Morgan. We were all up for it. Mm -hmm. We'd have loved to see a Jamaican take it, but but listen, our music is getting bigger. And um, yeah, but heard of Soldier though before. Yeah, did you listen to them before? No, that's the thing. It's it's such a close knit unit that we have in Jamaica. So we're listening to many different types of our music, reggae and dancehall, and all kind of in between. You know what I mean? And so I've never heard them before. To tell the honest truth. Did you go back and listen when they won? No, I just noticed the one the one black dude in the picture. But isn't that? But how how do the Grammys pick their awards? Because like if you think about it, a lot of people haven't heard of them or heard their music. Yeah. And for them to win best album, it just seems weird that, you know, people haven't heard of them before. One thing that's weird is that we don't have enough people on the panel. So Jamaicans ourselves, like we're complaining, but we ain't there voting. So that's that's an important thing. Mm -hmm. But that award ceremony in general is, is that way. It's, it's people who are in the industry. So they're known within their spaces or whatever. And I mean, and as I said, who God bless no man curse. It does give me a nice fire for fight for the next one. So mm -hmm. it was just—it wasn't even the fact that they were white. It was like they're not Jamaican. If they were white Jamaicans, yeah, would you have accepted it? <laughs> yeah, right. If they were Puerto Rican Jamaicans, <laughs> 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 but yeah, it would—it would have felt better to me because I know yeah. I, I know everybody there. I seen their struggle. I seen their. I know their talent. I seen their drive. And um, it would have been cool to 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 see that. You but know? you said when you saw the category, you was like, "Oh, I'm about to win this." You you felt you, that in your yo. I heard shh. I was stepping. 
and showed you. I was like, oh, so you yeah. were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a Grammy, had a Grammy, had a Grammy party and everything. <laughs> yeah, man, we had a Grammy party. We did it up this year. I, I just feel like they got some explaining to do. I need to know, soldier. <laughs> I need to know why y'all decided to start doing reggae all the way from Virginia. Like, I need to hear some Yo, something. This big, there's 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 a whole reggae scene in Indonesia. with something I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like reggae, they're not doing dancehall, like that side of it. They're just doing reggae, and and uh, there's bands over there that tour. Australia and Indonesia and it's, it's a big thing they have their own festival so so I mean by the music going bigger I was going to ask does it you know you, you mentioned Puerto Rican Jamaicans does it bother you when people say that you're Puerto Rican or Dominican and that you're not really Jamaican does Yo, that yeah. bother you at all that's the, really Charlotte the king, the king of it over here man <laughs> <laughs> it don't bother me man but you know it, people identify with me like I've been the first time I came to New York people was like yo you, you sure you, you sure you, you ain't you ain't you ain't from um, Guyana. You from Guyana, bro. My my <laughs> uncle know you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has people thinking Envy's Dominican too. Yeah, so. Envy really is Dominican. I'm not Dominican. I'm Yo, black. The, the worst thing is when people start talking to you in their language. Like, yes. I'm like, like. <laughs> Like, bro, don't deny the culture, man. And they, they don't like me. I'm like, yo, it's, my culture's a little different. You know what I mean? And the song with Nicky Jam and Damian Marley, that's considered reggaeton, right? For me, no. No, okay. there's a reggaeton producer that produced it. His name is Tiny, Big Up Tiny, but also Super Duper's involved with that. Now, Super mm -hmm. Dupes is a big dancehall producer. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a perfect blend of it. And, and my whole concept was the song says this place where I'm from. That's the hook that he's singing. So we're talking about things that are difficult to deal with in your own home space. So I wanted different verses, like I was gonna get a verse from an Afrobeat person, wherever he's from. Mm. I was gonna get a verse from, you know, maybe even a brachetta artist in DR, brachetta, is it? I don't know, like this. Bruchata, what's it yeah. called? Bruchata, bruchata. Yeah, like, don't act yeah. like you don't know. You Dominican. <laughs> I'm not Dominican, but Yo, bachata. come on, bro, come on. <laughs> don't deny them plantains, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference between reggaeton and dancehall? That's what I still haven't figured out it, yet. For me, it's just it's just the language because mm -hmm. the style of rhythm production that they're doing, it's, you know, dembo rhythm is, is a legendary rhythm. Big up to Steely and Cleavy and people like Shabba Ranks who made it like a staple in our own community. And then, it, you know, the diaspora, it spills over and then people start producing things that sound like that. So, so to me, it's because when people ask me what I do, I like to say, reggae dance or music they're like what is that and I'm like well you know reggae from Bob Marley they're like yeah I'm like reggae is the father son is dancehall and it's a brother to hip hop mm -hmm. it's a brother to reggaeton and stuff like that because it's all music about people talking about current issues in their life mm -hmm. uh, it's very danceable it's very topical up to date kind of stuff you know what I mean so for me it's the same type of music man and, and Songs like this is kind of to, to bridge the gap. All right, we got more with Sean Paul. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Sean Paul, reggae artist. Now, at one time, you said you wouldn't do a versus. Then you said you would do it. So where do you stand right now as far as versus? I don't know, man. I still don't feel that. I still don't feel that vibe there. I still ain't feeling that vibe. You know I don't I mean? know who could go a, against Sean Paul. I have, a, I have a niche thing. I was just going to say, I have a, like a niche space in the business almost. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of weird like to, to battle somebody from my own genre and I'm one of the most successful there. It's kind of like a weird to me at this point being one of the elder statesmen. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then the stance on it is just like more of a unity thing for me. That's kind of What if it was only there. dance hall? Uh, no, it, it, for me, that's what Beanie and Bunty was, and that was a yeah. legendary one. Mm -hmm. But it, uh, we need more of those too. I feel like that was yeah. the only one. So you want to see me go at Shaggy then? 
Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking because you guys one. are the eldest yeah, That's statesmen, phenomenal. But you got a yeah. lot of songs together too. That's yeah. phenomenal. I mean, I mean, he my big bro. He's one of my good friends in the business. Him and me and Junior Gang, we, I speak to both of them at different times a lot about little things that's happening or what we would have loved to see change or, or stuff that's dope too. That would be good. Cause so it's intent to make that beefing. happen. Yeah, I mean, that would be it would be a love fest. I, you know, but it would be a battle because it's Jamaica. That's a good one. Yeah. Sean yeah. Paul versus Shaggy. That's phenomenal. He, 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 he called me up when it first started going on. It's like, yo, what are you saying? That's when people started to speculate. Yo, they're going at it, but... 20. Yeah, 20 of the... Because it's really the songs you pick too, right? And you and Shaggy yeah, both have 20 huge dance hall songs y'all could do. Ver- but you know what? You guys both but are yo, international. I got 19 songs on the top 20. How many I, Shaggy got? Three is a different thing, but he sold fifteen million. Right. So I didn't sell that. So for me, it's just an unfair thing. It's like putting Mike Tyson with Muhammad Ali. It's different time frames. But I think the thing about y'all music though, it's so timeless though. True. You know what I mean? One thing I'd like to see about dancehall music evolve to people's ears over here is that it's not just the summer music. I go into a lot of the meetings and they're like, "Ah, oh, but this ain't no summer song though." And I'm like, "But dancehall play every day in Jamaica. It plays all the time." Um, but it reminds people of tiki bars and su- and summer and sun and, and that type of thing over here. And I, I get that. But we also have different moods. Like, for instance, check out Trap Dancehall. So I don't really like the name Trap Dancehall, mm-hmm. but it is a different mood. And, and it, it's it's part of what's happening in Jamaica. That's that mood there. And so, nah, it ain't going to be party-oriented or sand-on-the-beach-oriented, you know what I mean? With a drink and, and, and a tiki bar type looking thing. But that's what we are perceived as. Mm-hmm. You know what I've never seen? And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen an artist from Jamaica be full of themselves. It seems like there's always a level of humility. Maybe you might see it differently. I've seen I've seen full of their self. Okay. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? What does that look like yeah. though? Overflowing. We know what it looks like over here. You what know is- what? It's more charming, I would say. Like an elephant man will look in the crowd and say to the ladies, ladies, don't look in my eyes. You may fall in love. They scream it. So he's <laughs> being full of himself right there. But it's 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 cool. You know what I mean? It's not overbearing to me. But that's performative, though. Like, like yeah. I'm talking about when the success you had, the success Shaggy had. I've never seen y'all walk into a room and be like, I am Sean Paul. I am Shaggy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But just like, just like the song No Fair that we did, the environment humbles you, bro. Mm. Now every day I drive on the road and see people in need and, and some of them I know I've seen and I've come up with and it's like, yo, so you check upon them and it's a it's an instant slap of reality to you. Mm-hmm. So. And I feel like when I, I was in Jamaica, in Kingston, and I just see how you just be chilling. People don't even treat you like you a celebrity. Bro, I hear she's here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to take you to the best seafood place oh, in God, the world. It's on the beach. <laughs> so she mad comes out there. I'm, I'm mad at her because it's honestly crazy, crazy as seafood. She come there and she's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, eat, I don't, eat, I don't eat fish. I'm like, what? All my friends ate it though. They loved it. Yo, <laughs> I, I she, can't do it. She's like, my boy out there, he came out of fried chicken and they don't have no fried chicken out there. What, what <laughs> do, you, do you eat vegetables out there? Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, like the food I did eat was good. I just in in, in Kingston, mm-hmm. bro. They was there eating Fresh lobster, caught right there, <laughs> piles of it, lobster. I'm like, yo, Angela, you crazy? I know. But your I friends felt enjoyed bad. it. Big up your friends. Listen, everyone had an amazing time. But what I was saying is, just seeing you there, like mm. they don't treat you like you're a celebrity. You just it's been for ev- regular, like, you know. Yeah, every two years is a new star in Jamaica. Right. right. So, <laughs> I'm saying so. So there's people that come up like. The first three years, I'm like, you know, the buzzing character artist. And then after that, people like, oh, yeah, Sean, what's up? So you have young people right now really causing a craze and I, I could walk right past. Mm-hmm. It ain't it ain't that 
uh, big of a deal. There's people who would argue different. Yeah, because I do buck that up sometimes. People are just like, yo, <laughs> dog, you're the man and all of that. But, um, you know, as I said, Jamaica is a humbling place. It's so beautiful in first in the first place, and then there is so much suffering. So mm. it's a humbling thing. I was going to ask, you know, when you first came out, you couldn't smoke weed in the States. Mm. But now cannabis I'm is I'm on the corner this morning. <laughs> was you could have smoked weed in Jamaica <laughs> when you first came out. Yeah. yeah. How does that truth. feel now that you can smoke anywhere? It's funny. My brother sitting right there yesterday, he was like, it's not exciting anymore to smoke weed, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> get caught. Nobody, yeah, nobody's coming to lock me up. <laughs> but one thing, my my father would be, he was elated when, like, he was he was feeling good to know. Now he's been to prison for it. He was locked up for weed. And um, that was a traumatic thing for him and the whole family. And then to see things like this happening now. They got to fix I, that in the prison system. Yeah, right? I was just about to say that. Well, I do want to ask one more question about, uh, like, the songs you do over here with artists. Like, just say, like, something like Baby Boy with Beyonce. How are how those received in Jamaica? Uh, when it first came out, huge. And, mm -hmm. and I still have a vibe. Like, he played at, at places on the radio and in venues and whatnot. And they and still have a vibe. But it's not a, as big, you know... The old saying, "You ain't as big as you're as big as your last hit." Mm -hmm. It's pretty much a real thing. But then something like verses may come along and boost you up, or or TikTok. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, verses is kind of like a Jamaican thing. Yeah, it definitely is yeah. a clash oriented vibe. And it, it, too, though. It probably all started in battle as well. True, and it's part of our culture that I never thought, I never felt to 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 partake in, or I never. I've, I feel every culture got things that are negative. For me, clashing is very technical. It show people skill a lot, and I get the, the the love for it. I get the the hunger for it. But for me, I just you know, it feel like almost almost slightly disrespectful to the artist and the producer. Like the artist and the producer did these songs, and then you taking it, you playing it, and yeah, you promoting it, and you actually probably adding to the hype of it. But also, it's almost like it's your record now. Mm -hmm. And it ain't the artist on. So it's almost like a misappropriation thing. It's part of our culture and you can't get rid of it. People cuss me for saying it. Like, yo, why is part of the culture? But I mean, I don't have to follow everything like like that's that's in the culture like that. To me it's not always positive. Shinsi is on your album and we've had her up here as well. And I saw that she got a, um, some criticism for coming out and not doing like a straight dance hall album. Some people felt like, you know, they wanted that. And as a person who has definitely, you know, done pop records and mm -hmm. been in other genres, what would your advice be to her? And she asked me that. She was like, what, what's the advice, man? Because she was about to drop on. I was like, yo, keep doing what you're doing. But I, I didn't hear the whole of the album. And I didn't, I, I heard my song with, with her on there. And that's more reggae oriented and <clears throat> we did our thing. But I think that it's a little early in her career to, to be like, oh, this all of a sudden pop. People could do it. Like we've had people from our genre pop off and be a pop song, like Kung Fu Fighting Dude. It wasn't our genre, but he's from our country. You talking about everybody was Kung Fu yeah, Fighting? Huh. No. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, so, yeah. Wow. So, so mm -hmm. I, or like people like Omi. Cheerleader. Uh, yeah, cheerleader. That, that, that's my not, song. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a dancehall or a reggae song either. It's way more, it's, it's a poppy thing. So we've had people that do that. But my my thing with Chen is that she came dancehall, she's spitting dancehall, you know what I mean? People love her for what she did on that crocodile teeth on, on the freestyle. They're like, yo, we want to hear that. They were hungry for that. And then, I mean, you can always diversify. So for me, it was a little disappointing in that respect. But let me state right now, I love Shen Sia. 
for me, I, I just think it's um, right now she's going hard. And sometimes, you know, you, you're going hard. You want you want people to notice your talent, but they don't have the aptitude to take all that in yet. Right. You, know, you have to get them piece by piece and butter the bread a little bit and mm -hmm. feed it feed it to the people before you put all the peanut butter and jelly and all that over it. You know what I mean? I think this is error, though. This error don't feel like they can do that. Instant. Instant. Mm -hmm. And all the time. I tell you, my daughter said, orange juice, orange juice. I said, okay, I'm walking to the field. Orange juice, orange juice. <laughs> I said, I ain't the iPad, man. I don't, you, don't, you don't just touch me and it goes, whoops, orange juice. You know what I mean? That's real. Well, the album Scorcher is out May 27th. Make sure you get it and we appreciate you. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Joining us, brother. Sir, I appreciate it. Sean Paul. Sean Paul. Appreciate it. Thank it's you. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? What's happening? How are y'all feeling out there? Yo, I want to shout out Trick Daddy again, man. Trick Daddy invited me on his cooking show yesterday. I was on his cooking show. And boy, can Trick cook. I mean, he can cook, cook. So, does he wash his hands and stuff before he cooks? He does like, wash his hands okay. and everything before he cooks. He's very sanitary. Okay, okay. Uh, he made uh, grits, uh, eggs, which he made with margarine and butter. Uh, pork chops, smothered pork chops. It was amazing. I can't believe you're still eating pork. That's why you got that hump in your back, bro. And that's why, if, if I promise you, if you didn't eat pork, you would need to put all that Beijing in your bed because it would be naturally kind of black. But just I the right amount it. of salt and pepper. You can't wake up that morning, Matt. And he was saying anybody that puts sugar in their grits... It's, it's not real. He said you shouldn't be putting sugar in your grits. It should just be salt and pepper. Um, 
I don't mind a little pinch of sugar. It's not something I run to, though. It's not something I have to have. But, yeah, I agree with the salt. Salt, pepper, and butter and the grits. Yeah. So, God damn, uh, you're making me hungry. Yeah, so we were uh, on the show talking about, uh, of course, this cooking show in, in my book. And you got to hear Trick's uh, responses to some of the things that's going on in the book. It was hilarious. So hopefully you get to see that soon on Fox Soul or if you're down in Florida. I know it runs on regular television in Florida. So shout to... Shout out to Trick Daddy and, and CL. Appreciate it. It's a lot of great, uh, a lot of great books out right now. You know, of course, you know, real life, real love with uh, Envy and Gia Casey. Um, my man Van Lathan, he put out a book yesterday. Um, oh, I can't remember the title right now. It's called Fat and Something. Fat and Tired. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not hold called on. Fat and Tired, man. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it's hold not on. called Fat and Tired, what is, man. Oh, yes. Fat. Yo, it is. It's called Fat, Crazy, and Tired. Tales oh. from the Trenches of Transformation. Um, Torrey Roberts has a great book out, too, Balance. You know Torrey Roberts? Uh, that's the husband of Sarah Jake Roberts. And I'm I'm currently reading right now um, Viola, Viola Davis's Davis. book. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. I, I'm actually reading it and I'm um, listening to it at the same time because she narrates it. Uh-huh. Yo, Viola Davis' book is fantastic. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it today. No, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. To and, and, you know, I guess because she's an actress, you know, her reading uh -huh. her book is like, it, it gives it a really different feel, but it's called uh, Finding Me. Finding Me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Ebony. She did that book deal uh, through Ebony also, their book imprint. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. what, Ebony Viola Magazine? Davis. Yeah. Oh, word. Viola, Viola Davis' book is is fantastic it's a lot of a lot of conversations about healing healing your inner child in her book and, and shout to audible to the the uh, my book real life real love is top 10 in all audible books okay, uh, this okay, week, which okay. is amazing so top 10 i think we're number six and number seven number seven i think we are which is out of all books that are out so that is amazing so shout I'm, you know when i say i'm humbled and and just grateful for all the support and all the love that everybody has shown when we went to city to city and it's just amazing. I just want to say well, thank you to everybody. It's not overlooked. And I, and me and my wife really appreciate it. We were talking about it last night. We really appreciate the love. And hopefully you guys understand why we did it to help couples out, to help people in their relationships, and just be open about everything. And hopefully our journey can help you on your journey. Well, it's a great read. And, you know, when you give it up the way you gave it up, you know, especially, you know, letting the world know that you didn't make your wife orgasm for oh, 10 years. That's not even my, that's not even the best parts goodness. of the book, though. I, I wonder why it's not more conversation around, like, um, when you were feeling suicidal like i think yeah. that 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 should be a, a conversation and how you got yourself up out of that yeah yeah i mean there's a lot in the book and, and a lot of people are taking when we when we do these interviews they're taking so many different things that really connected with them which is great so it's just conversations and hopefully we continue to have these conversations you know this guy escaped from a uh a facility they had committed envy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he escaped with the hospital gown on yeah, they were doing like a psychological gown. evaluation. Yes, yeah. little beige ass out. And went to the club with the hospital gown on. I did not go to anybody's club. They said his legs were hanging out the car when they sped off. Yes. That is true. Mm -hmm. And he was in the club with the hospital gown on. And there's, there's actually a picture in the book there's of his no ass picture. from the <laughs> What do you mean? So you must have gave me something else. The advanced <laughs> copy I got had a picture man. of you with your ass out in the hospital Yo, gown. That's not, what is wrong with you, what man? What is wrong with you? Why would you do that? You know what? We gotta, we gotta. I need this. Don't gay. This don't play gay bill sign. <laughs> Just don't play. This gay. don't play gay bill. That guy tell you, man. I'm tired that guy says stop playing. That's stop playing. I'm bringing. I'm going to bring the don't play gay bill in here before the week is over, and you must sign it. Okay. Uh, you, you, we got rumors on the way. Uh, yes, and let's talk about this Kardashian Jenner versus Black China trial. We'll tell you what's going on as the Kardashians are trying to get her lawsuit for 140 million dollars dismissed. Wow. All right. We'll get into that. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
it's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, this court case has been going on involving Black China and the Kardashian-Jenner family. And now they're saying that they are trying to get this dismissed. According to reports, the Kardashians and the Jenners have officially filed a motion via their attorney to have Black China's $140 million lawsuit dismissed. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Have Black China provided any evidence to show that they was attempting to get our show canceled? It doesn't seem um, like it. So I'm going to tell you what it is. All right. First of all, she is requesting a redo after nudes were introduced in court. <laughs> she wants to go under the oath again in her oh, wait, case. You, that's, that's not I how I don't know you could do that. I don't think but you can. You redo? That's not she how you do that. She says that the revenge porn picture shown to her during her time on the stand skewed her testimony. So she wants another chance to take the stand. And they also want all of the testimony that came after she was shown the images to be stricken from the record. No. Her attorneys are saying, what do you... That's not how are you this the works. Judge? You know, because you, you know, can't, you can't do that. Cause, what disappoints me about this is that they had a couple of years to prepare for this case and that's what I said during Donkey of the Day last week. I'm like, who are her attorneys? Why didn't they prepare her to answer these kind of questions? Like when she took the stand and said, hey, I just pulled the gun on him for fun or I just strangled him for fun after you're being accused of being abusive. That's just stupid. She need to fire her lawyers. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Kim Kardashian. So this is to what you were saying, right? As far as did they get her show canceled? So the testimony that they're trying to bring in court is with these text messages uh, where Kim Kardashian texted the production company, I think we all need to take a break from filming at this point until we figure out what's going on. She is not going to be on our show. So if you guys are going to film with Robin China, and then you are going to lose the Kardashians and Jenners. So Kim Kardashian said her refusal to work with Black China on keeping up with the Kardashians. She said, I will not go into a toxic work environment on my own show. I have the power to do that. And Khloe Kardashian echoed that same thing. And they also said in an email sent to E, they read, uh, we are even considering not moving forward with our show if theirs continues. That's how strongly we feel this is damaging to our family. But Kim Kardashian still insists it was not the family's decision to drop Rob in China. So that might be what they're referring to. But, you know, the executive producer already said Black China and Rob were not in love. So that's really why they decided not to do a season two. Well, that's not a good enough reason. 95% of these couples on reality TV aren't really in love. And they actually wanted them to get counseling and they refused. So, All right, Corey Gamble, in the meantime, who's Kris Jenner's boyfriend, longtime boyfriend, testified in court that he rushed to Kylie Jenner's house where Rob and China had been staying and saw an altercation. And when he walked into the home, he said he saw Black China standing by the bedroom with a rod in her hand and Rob about seven feet away looking red in the face and neck as if he had been in a physical altercation. And he said when he, Black China saw him enter the room, she immediately dropped the two or three foot rod that was in her hand and instead picked up a long phone cord that was on the floor and started whipping it at him. She was hitting Rob and I got in the middle and got hit too. I had to try to get her attention on me so Rob could get his belongings and get out of the house. I could smell the alcohol on her. He said the house was a mess. There were Christmas decorations littered on the floor along with a broken gingerbread house. I thought Kanye was banished Corey Gamble from the family. <laughs> this is before. This is in 2016. Oh, okay. He's saying that this is what happened. He's trying to keep up here, people. All right. So that's your update on that, Charlie. And when we come back in the next hour, we'll tell you what Kim Kardashian's ex-husband has to say. He does not like Kim Kardashian saying that she was high on ecstasy. Chris Humphreys? Which, which ex-husband? No, it's a different ex-husband. Damon. Who's Damon? Damon Thomas, her first ex-husband. How many times Chris been married? I say Chris. I can't keep up. I'm about to say how many times Chloe been married. How many times Chloe been married? Who? Kim Kardashian. Kim, Kim, three. 
Three. Three okay. times. So Chris Humphreys. No, Damon, Damon first. Damon, Damon first. Thomas. Okay. Then Chris. Okay. She got married then in Kanye. 2000 okay. to uh, Damon. Let me stop acting like I give a damn. I can care less. All right. Well, that is right. your mm-hmm. rumor report. All right. Thank you. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, four after the hour. Uh, let's talk coffee. Angela E likes to talk coffee. Let's talk coffee and how coffee might be leading to people. You know what? We'll talk about it for after the hour. Oh, boy. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Finding Tamika from Kevin Hart, myself, Charlemagne the God, and Queen Erica Alexander in Color Farm Media. This series focuses on missing black women and the system that ignores them. Sign up for a free 30-day audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Charlemagne, say the gang, donkey of the day. Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Hit me with the heat. Breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day today. Salute to Bun B, man. Uh, donkey of the day for Wednesday, April 27th goes to 68-year-old Sheila Downey of Memphis, Tennessee. Salute to everybody who listens to us on K97 in Memphis. Drop on the clues bombs for K97 in Memphis, Tennessee. We appreciate you. Now, how do you like your coffee? Common question a lot of people get asked. I've never been a coffee drinker. My wife is. Not my thing. I prefer a, a good ginger tea with some honey uh, as a pick-me-up in the morning. Or am I a Carviva sports drinker? One of the two. I'm actually sitting here deciding which one I want right now. Uh, but I respect all coffee drinkers. Okay, a lot of y'all heard me ask, how do you like your coffee? And you answered, I like it black. Straight black, no cream or sugar. Some of y'all want cream and sugar. Some of y'all like a dark roast. Some of y'all like it half-calf, watered down because it makes you too jittery. A little okay. oat milk. A little oat milk, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of y'all like a little lighter blonde roast. Some of y'all don't like the taste at all because it's too bitter. Some folks like putting a little salt in their coffee. Have you heard of that, G? Nope. Put a little salt in their coffee because it blocks the bitterness, all right? There's a lot of ways to drink coffee. Uh, personally, I don't dig it because I don't like the taste and... Someone not liking the taste of coffee is why Sheila Downey is in jail today. See, she had an 81-year-old husband, and her husband got into an argument with her over the taste of his coffee. Now, Angela Yee, you have a coffee business, right? Yes, coffee uplifts people. Coffee uplifts people. This is a story of coffee upsetting people, okay? If someone doesn't like the taste of their coffee, Yee, how do you handle it? Um, Try to get them a new one. Simple, right? Yeah. I would think if someone didn't like the taste of that coffee, you would simply fix them another cup. When you're married, you would probably tell said person, fix your own damn coffee then. Okay, if you don't like the way I made it. Well, Sheila didn't either. Let's go to Fox 13 for the report, please. Well, it started over the taste of coffee, but now one man is dead and his wife has been charged with his murder. Memphis police say Sheila Downey stabbed her husband to death yesterday at a home on Renwood Street. Now, before the victim died, police say he told them that the two got in an argument over the taste of his coffee. He says Downey got angry and tried to drink bleach. That's when he tried to stop her. She grabbed the knife and then stabbed him multiple times. Police say that Downey originally drove away from the scene, but was arrested when she returned. The best part of waking up my ass, okay? Imagine getting killed because you... Waking up your ass. I did not say that. Okay, (laughs) She said the best part part of waking waking up up my ass. ass. Y'all know what I meant. You know they say the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. (laughs) I said the best part of waking up my ass. Y'all know what I meant. Wake up. Mm -hmm. Wake up that ass. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
Did you open snort? the door. Wake up. The door's always open. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying, okay, imagine getting killed because you didn't like okay. the taste of your coffee. Okay? And what if that coffee you was drinking was Def Wish? Do y'all carry that brandy? No. Def Wish Coffee Company. All right, Def Wish Coffee Company better hope and pray this man wasn't drinking that brand because Lord have mercy, that would be a terrible promotion. Listen, one thing for sure, two things for certain. I would never let anyone who drinks bleach fix my coffee. Because if she can stand the taste of bleach, then clearly her taste buds are questionable. But the reality is, she was probably drinking the bleach because she wanted to kill herself. And when that didn't work, she got pushed to kill her husband. Look, man, let's be clear about something. Because we do this all the time in regards to humans. This woman, Sheila, didn't kill her husband over no damn coffee. Okay, when you get to the point where you kill someone over a cup of coffee, you reached your tipping point in life and with that person a long time ago. And Folgers had absolutely nothing to do with it, all right? This woman was clearly in pain. This woman was clearly hurting over something. This is why I tell y'all, constantly invest in your mental wealth, all right? Deal with your emotional health. Fix what's in your head, okay, and in your heart, all right? Your body is your temple. Your body is your house. And if you don't deal with what's in your mental wheelhouse, you can possibly possibly end up killing someone because of Maxwell House, all right? What's interesting about this is Sheila probably could have used a cup of coffee or a damn self. All right, a lot of folks' anxiety goes through the roof if they don't get their coffee in the morning, all right? My wife doesn't like to do anything, and she will have an attitude until she gets a cup of coffee. And there has been some research that shows coffee and caffeine may decrease anxiety symptoms. So Sheila probably need a, needed a cup of Seattle's best to take the edge off, all right? No matter how strong a person is, they always have a breaking point, and Sheila clearly reached her breaking point, and she will have to get the healing she needs in a state-sponsored facility for the rest of her life. And I would like to note that this situation completely makes the quote, a bad day with coffee is better than a good day without it, null and void. A bad day with coffee is better than a good day without it. That quote is null and void, and that is complete BS. Sheila's husband had a bad day. He got stabbed multiple times and later died Oof. with his coffee. I'm just here to make observations, people. Okay, everybody in line at Starbucks, Dunkin', and Yee Spot, coffee of flips, people, carry on. Please let Remy Ma give Sheila Downey the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. you dumb. We still want to know what the best part of waking your ass up is. That's not what I said. How do you wake your ass up? the best part of waking up my ass. All right. I don't even know why that sounds like that, but y'all know what I mean. You know when somebody says, like, such and such my ass? No, I don't know why. No, nobody such and such is my ass. I don't know what you're talking about. not going to gaslight me. You're not going to gaslight me this morning. It's not going to happen. We're not. We're not going to ask You're not going to do it. I'm not going to let you do it. I'm not going to let you do it. I'm not going to let you gaslight me this morning. Nope. Got therapy today. Won't do it. That should be a good hashtag. All right, everybody, hashtag the best part of waking up my ass. Best part of waking up my ass. It's Charlamagne's favorite thing. Nothing about waking up in no ass. That's not what I said. We didn't even say that. That's what Envy just said. Envy, you just no, said didn't. that under your breath. I heard you and everybody heard you. Know you. Rewind nope. the tape. You just said that. Nope. You There's kinky no this tape. morning, bro. Ain't nobody kinky. You t- the don't <laughs> play gay bill will be bought into this studio this week. What? Soon as I get the honorable judge, soon as I get the honorable judge, Donnell Rollins, to notarize it, there will be no more playing of gay in this room anymore. All okay? Right. All right. Well, the Don't play gay is- bill is coming. Up next is Ask, ask ye. ye. Excuse me, Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Ye, you can ask her now. Mm-hmm. 800-585-1051. Ask Ye. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello, DJ in the building. Bump, how you feeling? Good morning, Breakfast Club. What's up? What's morning. up? Good morning. What's your question for Ask Yee? Yeah, basically, this happened recently. I got scammed by someone close to me that I could call my family mm-hmm. because we grew up together. And she got a whole kid or whatever that's like two years old, and he's living with us. But she basically went back to the baby father who came out of jail and ghosted us, ghosted me and my moms and everybody, mm-hmm. and then hit me up and somehow scammed me because I just sent her money, and I got scammed for like 1.2. Wait, wait, wait. Holding information. Hold on, 1.2 what? Okay. Okay, so $1,200. Now explain how this scam worked. She asked you for money and you sent it? Yeah, I was working, and then she said, hey, I just ca- I zelled you some money to you cash up to me. I said, sure, no problem, like, I I didn't I wasn't suspicious of anything so I said sure mm-hmm. and I sent it and because I sent it the people that they scanned pulled the money back and chased that they couldn't do anything for me so I took the out right okay but, so you want to know what you should do well I don't think that she'll get arrested over twelve hundred dollars but you know is that somebody that you want to continue to have in your life I mean it, it, I don't know I don't know like honestly. I, I still I still have love for her like a family member like I don't have any negative feelings to her so I already forgave her but I like in my mind I forgave her mm-hmm. she still has yet to pick up my phone calls but I forgave her in my mind I don't have any bad blood for her I just want to just know what to do I don't want to take it to the cops and then something happens to the kid because I don't want her to grow up without a mom or nothing. Yeah, well, $1,200 is not going to, you know, make her get taken away from her children and all of those things. But, um, you know, the way that I am, I don't know that I would press charges against somebody. Sometimes, you know, those are expensive lessons in life where that person can never come to you again for anything. And that's how I look at it, where you give somebody money, they do something foul like that, and you're like, okay, well, now you just don't have access to me anymore. And you also don't know what type of dire situation she was in to make her do something like that. It feels like it's out of character. That's what I was thinking, too. Maybe she was going through something that needed it for the kid or whatever. I got in contact with her through her, through one of her, through her sister. Mm-hmm. And basically over the phone, she said she don't go she don't go F, basically. And that really hurt. But right. I, well, I promise you it's the type of thing that's going to hurt her more than it hurts you because now she can't ever come around you or anybody in your circle and get anything. And this is the type of thing that you let everybody know that she did this, okay, so that they all know not to let her scam them either and she'll learn her lesson. But, you know, I like I said, she's I'm sure she's going through something if you've been friends with her like family for a long time we can't explain why people do the things that we do but what you can do is let her know I've forgiven you for this I already know that you have no intention on paying me back I hope that everything is okay and good in your life and you know what you are blessed that you even had that money to be able to give somebody and keep it moving and God will bless you a thousand times over that sounds cool I hope but I just I really just wanted to contact her to let her know I forgive her mm-hmm. but I just don't know why like why me yeah it's hurtful <laughs> it's hurtful but that is has nothing to do with you that has everything to do with her 
and the type of person that she is and whatever it is that she's going through, you know, and you got to disconnect from things like that. And look, this is a lesson for in the future. When somebody asked you for something like that, you know, you got to be more careful. And, and like you said, there was no reason that you should have thought anything was suspicious. This is somebody you looked at like family. And sometimes that makes us change the way that we move, you know, but listen, there's people I've, you know, given money to, lent money. They promised to pay me back. They've never done it. And I'll just never lend those people money again, and they can't have that same type of privilege. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And God, and God will bless you and continue to bless you for being a great person. You never want to let somebody like that not let not uh, discourage not. You never let somebody like that discourage you from being the amazing person who you are. I appreciate that. All right. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. All right. No All right, problem. Man. All right, ask E, 800-585-1051. If you need any type of advice, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Star. Hey, good morning, Star. What's your question for you? Good morning. My question is, um, my mom. She recently got married um, to someone who was a predator to me and my sister. And I kind of cut her off, and I have a lot of people telling me I'm wrong for that. You only get one mom. And I wanted to know, am I wrong for 
disconnecting myself with someone who I feel is no longer protecting me. I think you got to do whatever you need to do to protect yourself. And if you're not comfortable because your mom married somebody willingly and knowingly that has caused any type of harm to you and your sister, you have every right to do that. Just like she went and took it upon herself to do what she needs to do, you have to do what you need to do for you. Now, if at some point in the future you feel like you and your mom need to work things out, you have every right to do that as well. Don't worry about what anybody else has to say when it comes to this. You work through these things yourself. Talk to a professional. Be able to express yourself and how you feel. Find out why. Get the tools that you need so that you can be healed and feel better. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. All right. Ask ye, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Megan Thee Stallion's interview with Gail King. Megan Thee Stallion disclosed that her former best friend sent her security guard a text message on the night of the shooting. We'll tell you what that text message said. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Kim Kardashian's first ex-husband, Damon Thomas, is upset about something that happened on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I believe this was from an episode that was in 2018, right? And so he did an interview with Vlad TV, and he said that he thought it was uh, irresponsible for Kim Kardashian to be saying that they got married in Vegas when they eloped back in 2000 because she was on ecstasy. At this point, first of all, let's talk about Kim. I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her family. I've seen Chris. I've seen Chris at Kenny's wedding. I think it's unfair to make those kind of blanket statements because we have kids, you know. You know, I have children. My kid goes to the same school her kid goes to. I think that she should be more responsible with those statements because there's a lot more to that subject and those things. And I could go into that and blow up the spot, but I wouldn't because it happened in the past. You can try to sweep it under the rug. You don't stay married to somebody or be with somebody for four to five years. And it's just based off of you getting high off of ecstasy. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense at all. Well, if you don't want somebody to talk about you, then don't talk about them. Because I'm sure that man would not be doing that interview with Vlad TV if she hadn't said something first, right? Well, here's what she said uh, on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I got married on ecstasy. Oh. I had no idea. <laughs> no, the first time. I did ecstasy once, and I got married. So. When, did, when did she say this now? Because I can't keep up with this stuff. Yeah, so this was in 2018. And he just didn't want an interview now? Yeah, he just responded. I mean, he hasn't really said much about it, and he has never really blown up her spot. It's not like he's constantly doing interviews about her. I'm sure the mm. interview had a lot of other things in it. But he did say their kids do go to the same school. You know, and I guess he's saying it was not just some drug fueled mistake. They did stay married after that. And he didn't like the way that she put it, that she got married. She portrayed it, yeah. Because she was on XT. And that's fair for him to express his side because she brought it up first. Yeah, four years later, though. I mean, whenever, you know, maybe. You promoting he was, anything? I just need to make sure. Maybe he, he was just doing an interview and they brought it up. Okay. You know, who knows about that? But like I said, if you don't want people to talk about you, don't talk about them. That's simple. Yeah, I mean, he's responding. If someone says something and you respond, because you know what it is? When somebody puts it out there, then you get asked questions about it. And he is in the music business, so he is going to end up well, I agree doing with you. interviews. No, yeah. I said, if you don't want somebody okay. to talk about you, don't talk about them. Okay. And now let's talk about Megan Thee Stallion and her interview with Gail King. Uh, some more. So she also has revealed that there were text messages, allegedly from her ex-best friend, Kelsey Harris. And... In those text messages, uh, Megan Thee Stallion disclosed that Kelsey sent her, secu her security guard a text message on the night of the shooting, and that message said, help, 
Tori shot Megan. And so, you know, that was the same night that everything happened. Now, Megan Thee Stallion and Kelsey are no longer friends. We're not really sure what happened with that, but here's what she had to say when she was on with Gil King. I really thought that we were all friends. And it's sometimes I feel like I put the blame on myself because when my mom passed, I just felt like I was looking for some type of family environment and I was letting so many people in and I didn't care who it was. I just wanted to feel like I got family and I got people that care about me and just I could hang out with everybody and I, I was just going through it. Mm. Isn't that evidence for the courtroom though and not the court of public opinion, like that text message? Um, yeah, but I think she's tired of public opinion and she wants to prove her side. And, but it uh, don't I mean, it must get difficult or hard, you know. But you know why it don't matter? Because the people wow. that don't want to believe her will never believe her, no matter what she presents. And it's not like they're gonna ever apologize and say, "Oh, Megan, my bad." So it's just like, who cares about the court of public opinion, especially when you're dealing with something in the court of law? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I guess in a situation like this, I'm sure it is frustrating when people are coming at you. We don't know everything that happened. We just know what he's saying and we know what she's that, saying and maybe she right. just wants to put out, play out in court. maybe she wants to dispute like the narrative that's out there and tell her side of the story and she has the right to do that all of that will all of that will happen once the case plays out in court but that's not until September too who cares she does yeah, she's, I'm she sure does stressing care. around. Yeah, alright now o- let's talk about Oprah and Gail King and their friendship they're in People Magazine and they were talking about when they first actually uh, started their 46-year friendship. Oprah was a 22-year-old news anchor in Baltimore when she offered Gail, who was a 21-year-old production assistant writer at the station, a place to crash for the night. They hardly knew each other, but there was a heavy snowstorm in the forecast, and Oprah didn't want Gail King to be stranded. She said, we ended up talking all night long, and she said, we've literally been best friends ever since. So that's a cute story. Mm-hmm. to hear. I actually got really close with a lot of people during the pandemic that I just was like casually friends with and then you end up being in these circumstances and you know, getting a whole lot closer. Alright, now Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. There's a new cover story with Glamour UK and Megan Fox in that story said that she and Machine Gun Kelly drink each other's blood for ritual purposes. Okay. And she wants to make sure that people don't misunderstand this. Here's what she had to say. People are like people are imagining us with like goblets and we're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. It's just a few drops, but yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes <laughs> only. <laughs> it is used for a reason and it is controlled where it's like, let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it. He's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like cut his chest open with broken glass and be like, take my soul. Let me bleed on you. <laughs> it doesn't not happen, let me tell you. Maybe not exactly like that, but it a version of that has happened many times. Now, all of y'all YouTube conspiracy theorists will be having all those Illuminati conspiracy theories in regards to every black artist. Get to typing. Get to typing now. <laughs> Get to typing. Uh, Envy, is this in your okay. book too? Have you and Gia ever drank each other's blood? No. <laughs> Just asking. Have you ever, no, dr- have, no. you ever have you ever drank her? What? What? Have you ever drank her? What? I don't know what he's saying. Have you ever drank her? Have ever, ever, <laughs> Have you ever drank her? Oh, oh, oh the, I'm, yeah. I mean, we Buki gang. I mean, I was talking <laughs> to Trick Daddy about it the other day. What's going on? I don't even know what's going on. I remember the Buki gang. <laughs> what you saying? Envy, a period don't stop nothing but a sentence? That's what Nothing. You're saying? nothing. Okay, drop one of the clues, Bob. Envy. I didn't, I didn't get to that part of the book. 
Okay, so you drank her blood. She just never drank no. yours. No, no, no. All right. Drop those peaches in these comments. He's just saying a period don't stop nothing but a sentence. That's what he's saying. All right. And Machine Gun Kelly, by the way, is plotting his return to the rap game <laughs> and returning to those roots. In a new interview with Odyssey, he said he is... Following the success of his most recent arrival, mainstream sellout, and plans to take a break from alternative rock and start making hip-hop music again. He said, I'm going to make a rap album for myself for no other reason, no point to prove, no chip on my shoulder. And if I keep doing things to prove things to people, I'm going to, one, drive myself crazy, and two, not make a good product. He said, I made tickets and mainstream sellout because I wanted to make them. I need to now also make people miss that sound. But also, they didn't explain why they be drinking each other's blood. He said it's a ritual. Yeah. But what kind of ritual? Ritual for, for what? ritual purposes. But what's the ritual? Say. I don't know. I don't I don't know of that ritual. I've never done that, but you know, they said it's on occasion. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right. The People's Choice mixes up next 800 585 1051 Houston, Texas. Don't forget Father's Day weekend. We are down there for our car show, annual car show. It's the first one actually. Houston versus New York, Trader 2 versus DJ MB. So get your tickets. And then Atlanta, July 9th. So shout out to our people in Atlanta. You know how we're going to do it. Get your tickets now. Uh, both these events will sell out. So, all right, let's get to the mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ MV. Make the switch to the general insurance, and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Imagine what you could do with that money, right? Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Shout out to Sean Paul for joining us today. Sean Paul. Mm-hmm. Salute to Sean Paul, man. Yes, international superstar Sean Paul. When's his new album dropping? Um, next month. I think it's like May 26th, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I also want to uh, shout out to Acorns. I actually have an event with them today that will be live streamed, and it'll be also in person at my coffee shop. So we'll have some executives from Acorns talking about investing, which is, as you know, one of my favorite topics. Okay. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note for the people? Yes, man. Uh, I just want to tell y'all right now is a great time just to thank God for it all. Uh, I do it a million times a day. But I just want everybody out there to know that you can rest in the fact that God is in control, which means you can face things that are out of your control and not act out of control. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. 
Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.